Hello, community. Almost all of us are here, I think. I invite you to let your attention expand to just include yourself and everyone else together in the room. Maybe revisit the intention of various intentions of non-harming that we took in the beginning and celebrate how we've worked together. Think of the moments of politeness and kindness that you may have offered or received. In the breakfast, I have to pin this thing again. In the tea urn line or the breakfast line. And respecting each other's space and privacy and the respect that others have offered to you. Today we'll continue with the work of being present, the effort of being present, discovering for you what kind of balanced energy allows your attention to be continuous as, or your remembering to come back to happen in a way that's kind. And I think we all have ample evidence that as we gather our attention and um, choose to place it on the breath or on sound or just on the real events of the present moment that this attention is impermanent. And I just wanted to say it's not anybody's fault. That's how it is. That our world is a process of constant change. As Pascal said the other day, um, this won't happen again. Nothing we do will ever happen again. So this morning I deliberately didn't say good morning again. It's like good morning. This is the morning. Each uh, tea bag that you use is just that tea bag. So there's a type of steadiness of heart that's really helpful as we make this effort to be more and more, develop more and more of a continuous habit of being present through a sitting, through the transition to walking, to the walking practice, going to the bathroom, finding your shoes, taking them off or putting them on. Today also, as we gather the attention and become present, there's a slight invitation to notice any moments of ease or joy that come. 
especially through the, I don't know, you would call it the exercise of this attention. Like if there's a time when your heart and mind feels that subtle friendliness that Pascal was speaking of last night, that subtle friendliness can both be encouraged and also appreciated when it's there. The meditation teacher Shinzen Young says that the moments of ease and pleasure that come our way in life are part of what ennobles us and helps us see the beauty of life. The moments of difficulty teach us to let go and open our heart to let go of our agenda that things should be a different way. So they are each part of our training. And I don't remember if he included the moments when it feels neither one way nor the other, but those two are to be seen for for what they are, for how it feels when it just feels sort of not very special and We don't need to try to make it more that way, but to use the awareness of what's in between beautiful and difficult to access a sense of peacefulness or just rest. As we work in this way, we're developing uh, new habits, the habit of being awake Mark Twain, I was going to say that he's a, he was a white, straight humorist of the 19th century, and then I thought, well, I better check and see, and he may have also been gay, I don't know. It's, he seems to have written some very loving things to his male friends. My dearest love, he wrote. He also had a kind of a way of questioning his society in that day. I read a um, piece that he wrote about Adam and Eve from Eve's point of view that still is a little bit radical about um, and very funny but he wrote you cannot get rid of a habit by throwing it out the window you have to coax it down the stairs one step at a time (laughs) and I thought we're all so used to living in our head You know, it's almost as if coming to live in the body and valuing the experience of being embodied. We need to do that one step at a time. It's a kind of coming down. As we start to develop this habit of being attentive and open, We're truly changing how we relate to our experience. I think you might know that or feel that. It's subtle, but it's also very radical what we're doing here. The habit of simply being absorbed in experience one thought after the other and living in our thoughts, I think we know what that feels like from our own experience. this coming into a fuller presence that doesn't deny the ability to think. It's a new kind of habit of mind. So just make a little remark about the nature of habit. It often feels 
frozen in stone or like it's really us or it defines us and there can be a sense of real kind of um, despair when you find a powerful habit pattern that is causing torment to yourself or others in your life. But there is no such thing as a habit graven in stone. All of our habits really occur due to repetition and they become sort of like a ski slope that it just feels easier to slide down that way. But as we acknowledge them with an open heart, we're starting to produce a real change. That's kind of the new ski slope. And the neuroscientists say now that the brain is the organ of our body that's the most adaptable to change. More than the muscles of the body that I know from doing exercises, like it doesn't take very many exercises before your muscles start to change. Well, your brain changes even faster. It's a very, very adaptable part of the body. So as we hold our mental habits in a space of gentleness and compassion, we're actually doing something new with them. And it doesn't mean that we should throw them out the window. It's finding a new relationship with whatever appears in our mind, the relationship of being a witness, a compassionate and caring, almost like being your own mother again, or father, parent, loving one. The Buddha said, um, Fletchers straighten arrows, the wise straighten our minds. So the same message. So please take heart about your practice and your, the power of your many intentions to come back and be present. And trust the ability of your mind to learn, to respond to the invitation to be friendly and open. So I'd like to just invite um, each of us to spend a minute in the beginning of the more formal part of this meditation to acknowledge any sources of support that we've felt for our practice, anything that's helped to ease your mind or open your heart or make it possible for you to be here and continue. Just invite your mind to bring something forward. And to whatever degree it offers you an image or a sensation or a memory. Could go as far back as your ancestors who struggled and survived so that you could be here. 
or a friend who's with you or a friend who's not with you. Or the way the cook bows before we're um, invited to eat. And if you don't have access to a sense of that at the moment, then let it not be important. Let it be okay if, if you can, that your mind isn't wanting to just do that right now. It has other plans. So respect whatever's happening. Just let yourself know how the mind and heart feel in the moment. And as the second part of the exercise, someone asked last night, how, how did I rejoice? Well, I've learned also to think about, rejoice in the efforts that I've made. So I invite you to just consider the efforts that you've made, whether in just this retreat or before this in your life to be good to yourself and good to others. Maybe gifts that you've given a smile to a stranger, a a dollar to a beggar. Going a little out of your way, maybe. Let yourself know how that feels to whatever degree that you can appreciate and respect person, the being that you are. And from here, can let go of those reflections if you like. Perhaps with the intention for those activities to continue, those actions of body or speech or mind. And turn your, sort of the face of your attention face to face with the experience of the moment. Allowing the mind 
what's called the mind and what's called the body to connect or acknowledge the way that mind and body already are inseparably interconnected. Just being present as the body feels itself naturally already. Pascal spoke last night about the space of non-harming. It's a way of talking about mindfulness. So you open attention in the direction of noticing and acknowledging the sensations of your body. And that space be welcoming, non-judging. And for some people, the whole body field is easy to notice. Just a relaxed kind of inhabiting of the body from the head to the toes. For others it may be the breath or the hands the experience of sound. I'd like to say just before we go too much farther with this, it could be helpful to just appreciate your body for all the work it's done. Staying alive. Each breath has been necessary. So if we can befriend the body and allow its natural energies to just move in their own way. It's quite a healing relationship not to have a strong agenda, but just to be there. as the sensations, certain sensations may call the attention, you can turn to them, let the awareness feel them in a receptive way. Really building the habit of connecting with the body
many feeling tones. almost too much to say connecting with the body. Anyway, in order to leave some quiet time, I'll just say when the heart and mind are active, we've talked about that, how to be open also with that. We'll talk more about it, but for now it's good to come back to the body quite frequently.
it like for you just now? See how the mind is relating to experience. Is it open or is it a little bit wishing something else was happening or waiting for something? Is it possible to bring a little bit of acceptance Checking for how's your presence? Let's say something intense is coming up because it might be sometime today if it's not now. You may have said, well, I'm gonna go back to noticing my body and it feels a little tentative or uncertain or not connected. It's okay to hover in that sense of not quite certain. You might find that you go into the feeling of storminess or intensity again and again. And at that time, just placing the attention on, is it reflecting in my body somewhere? Is it, do I feel it in my chest or my eyes? Be helpful. It's okay that it happens because it happens. Sometimes it's helpful to find a part of your body that's a little calmer, like it might be your knee or one of your fingers that's not actually part of the strong event, just not to deny or squish what's happening, but to connect with knowing that there's a kind of broader reality out there as we get sucked in. You can go spend some time with another part of your experience on purpose to gather resources so that there's an ability to be balanced in working with something if it feels strong to you. You might try it or not. remembering that human beings go through these things.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.